people following the Honeypot days were following it because of us and me thinking, what are they going to pull next? Not, I'm really excited to go to a Cool Thursday event this Thursday. I don't personally no. get offended really? because it's not, it's it's Thursday they're getting angry at and it's like okay well I, I can take feedback on board and if they're angry about something and I totally totally respect the camel stuff mm-hmm. I understand why people yeah. are annoyed about that I've got this in my head is I'm only good as my last sale because it's each Thursday comes around only good as your last Thursday you need to do something entirely different you need to evoke emotion and you need to embed the story people love stories and people love stories on TikTok focus on the vision the money will follow don't start something being like I'm going to do this to make money Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 181 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, and I'm so excited to be back today with a guest episode. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that I used to share a lot of guest episodes. And that's because I don't just want to use this platform to share my own experiences, insights, and expertise, but I also want to use it to sit down with other business owners and have really honest conversations about their story, about their behind the scenes, about their highs, their lows, and of course, about their lessons. I love recording these guest conversations in person, but as you can imagine, that's been a little bit tricky to do over the last couple of years, hence why guest episodes have been a bit inconsistent. However, I'm excited to share that that inconsistency is coming to an end because guest episodes are back. And my friend, they are not just back, they are back with a bang because we're not just going to be recording them in person, but we're also going to be filming them as well. I am so excited about this. I feel like four years in, this podcast was due a bit of a level up. We've got shiny new artwork and now we're going to be filming episodes. And I'm just really excited to see how this video aspect helps to bring the conversations to life, to add another dimension to this podcast, and also to make these episodes easier to share with more people. Every other Tuesday, I will be sharing a guest conversation with you. And between those episodes, I'll be showing up on my own like I have for the last few months and hopefully just giving you a bit of expertise or encouragement which can help you move forwards in your business. There is a pretty incredible lineup coming your way over the next few months, if I'm allowed to say that about my own podcast. And let me tell you, we are starting strong because today's episode is with George Rawlings and Jess Reeford, who if you're not familiar, George is the co-founder and Jess is the digital creative lead of the dating app Thursday. Now, if you live under a rock and you somehow do not know who Thursday are, Thursday are changing the way that people date. Thursday have an app which only works one day of the week. I'm going to let you guess which day of the week that is. And they also host in-person events every single Thursday where they gather together thousands of single people in venues across London and also New York. They are taking the small talk and the having a pen pal for two weeks and the things just moving really slowly out of dating and bringing it back to what it's really about, which is connection. Thursday launched around 10 months ago and they've had a pretty strong start. They are about to reach 500,000 downloads. They've got a 200,000 plus strong community on Instagram. Their TikToks are regularly going viral. They have incredible press and features. And you might be familiar with their ability to take over people's LinkedIn feeds. Thursday are easily one of the most talked about startups right now. And the big thing that a lot of people are talking about is the way that they market themselves. Thursday are creative when it comes to their marketing. They blend offline activations with online conversations, whether it's giving out sex toys, on the street, handcuffing an intern to a post with a sign, or setting up table and chairs in central London and asking strangers to go on a speed date, they're not afraid to do things differently. Now, I first met George a few years ago. He actually came on this podcast to talk about the previous brand that Thursday was, which is Honeypot. And I've been privileged to be a friend of Jess's for quite a few years, and I'm actually also her housemate. So I've been so fascinated over the last year to see their journey and was therefore so excited to get them onto this podcast and have a conversation about the approach, process, the mindset, the story, all of the behind the scenes of what it is that we see from their marketing. We discussed how they come up with their ideas, why they're not afraid to get it wrong, and amidst many other things, their top tips for creating viral content. Now, something they acknowledge in the conversation is that not everyone is a fan of the way that Thursday markets themselves. And whilst I don't know where you as a listener are sitting right now, I think you're going to leave this episode feeling incredibly inspired. George and Jess are such an example of not being afraid to get it wrong, of just putting yourself out there and of learning from action. And I know I left this conversation really inspired to approach my marketing in a slightly different way. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. This is a conversation with Jess and George all about creative marketing at Thursday. Last time you were on the podcast was about three years ago. 
Yeah. Since then, you've rebranded to Thursday. That's right. Raised $4 million. Mm-hmm. And become what I would argue one of the most talked about startups in London. Thank you very much. That's <laughs> flattering to hear. What's changed? Um, Fill us in. As you said, yeah, changed it from Honeypot to Thursday. I think the reason for us rebranding is that Honeypot was on its knees. Um, it <laughs> flopped. I mean, we gave it a stab. It's a hard market to crack, the dating app game. Not cracked it yet. It's a long way to go, but we're doing things a little bit differently. So, yeah, we're in a good place. We're in a good place now. How do you know when a business is ready to stop and restart in a different direction? Because you hear consistency talked about all the time, don't you? Like, just keep going. Like, you might be just behind the corner of success. What for you are the signs of, like, now we need to cut our losses? And- I think... The, the one bit of advice we got from the start was stay afloat and don't run out of money. We obviously did a crowdfunding round in 2018 mm-hmm. where we raised £100,000 and we thought at the time that was a load of money. And it is still a lot of money, yeah. but it got, it, a lot of it went into development mm-hmm. um, and tech, hence why we couldn't really market it in the right way. But it kind of formed our identity of how we got Honeypot out there. It was all about the focus was on, on us, on our story. It wasn't really about the product or the brand or what it really did. We kind of had to pivot to to stay afloat, really. Um, and we realized there was a massive opportunity to make something much cooler than what Honeypot was. I get a bit of PTSD talking about Honeypot. Do because, you? Yeah, a little bit. You say it was so? three... Uh, because we were just flogging a dead horse. For a <laughs> <laughs> we were. I, I loved it. Yeah, you did. You did love little, it. A little ambassador fan girl. <laughs> <laughs> for people that don't know, the concept of Honeypot is that you would date based on location. So you That's could right. be in like an airport lounge or mm. waiting about for a, meeting a friend in an hour and you could meet someone who was there ready to date at that time. That was always the idea to get to the point where you were sitting in Heathrow Airport checking into Terminal 5 and meeting someone half an hour later. We never really... Got that because far. Because people are always... Do- well, I mean, I I'm always in Heathrow 5 the, just you know, con- <laughs> waiting for a date. Like, consumer place marketplaces are very hard to crack, especially with Honeypot being on seven days of the week, open 24-7. Um, we had the time aspect to the app, being that you would meet someone later that day. Mm. So you need... And we would only get people to use the app when they were wanting to date. So we had to have that constant... Um, churn of people checking in, checking out, and it was struggle. Uh, we really struggled to sort of sustain the numbers on that to to make it work. Other dating apps can have sort of people quite idle on it, and they'll make a profile and they'll sit on the app and they'll yeah, be a, yeah. they'll appear to new members. And of course, you know, people swiping through people very quickly. There's a, there's a high culling rate of of disappearing profiles effectively but we had the added pressure and the added stress of time of course the reason why we changed it was to concentrate everyone using it into one day obviously changing from honeypot to thursday because it was just a much simpler way to 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 use it we thought Mm. and i think a good reminder for everyone that like sometimes you've got to go in slightly the wrong direction to Mm -hmm. figure out what the right one Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. where i would bet you don't at all regret as much as it gives you a bit of ptsd like that was almost perhaps what needed to happen to yes and it's like we were incubating and birthing the idea of thursday we just Mm -hmm. didn't realize it you know there were obviously lots of other reasons as well why we switched to thursday not sunday people say surely you know you know dating app usage is high on a sunday we saw a spike on people using our app on Thursday because it was quite in the moment, spontaneous, like after work, I want to grab a date. We saw traffic increase on that day. And we thought, well, rather than users dictate when they use our app, let's just tell everyone to use it on the same day to to sh- solve that chicken egg problem that every marketplace has of numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's going all right, isn't it, Jess? It's going, it's pretty well. We're, 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 on, pretty we're well. on track. We're on track. <laughs> you're here, you're here. And I mean, with that first iteration of it, like the the product might not have been there, but I think, Jess, we can both attest that like the marketing was, I'd say the marketing was stronger than the product itself. Yeah, what, with, with yeah. Honeypot? Degree, yeah. 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 Oh my so gosh. What are you going to say with Thursday? <laughs> 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 that, that'd be awkward. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but as, as you were saying, like when you had Honeypot, it was very much yeah. like the marketing and the noise it, about it. it. It was me and my co-founder, Matt, um, effectively vlogging a story of two Mm. entrepreneurs, I hate that word entrepreneur, um, in London trying to build a dating app and failing miserably. Um, And I think people maybe found it a little bit endearing of what we were were doing, thinking this is never going to work. So it was a a fun story to follow and we we had a lot of fun doing it, but it was was never really about the product or the brand. Dating is such a, a personal part of people's lives. They want to be associated and use an app that firstly they trust. Safety is a massive part of Thursday, but also that is perceived to be quite cool. Honeypot was not. But the marketing was good. That was <laughs> the marketing, yes, yes, exactly. That's how I found you. Yeah, that is, yeah. 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 It all started. And the funny thing is, is, you know, yes, we have grown up with our marketing. Um, 
we still do a lot of the the old tricks. I mean, me and Jess have literally just come from. We were outside Liverpool Street with um, Faye and Pranka, our two fantastic interns, um, uh, holding up. What was written on the sign, Jess? Um, it said. Every single person masturbates, and then a little star, 78% of people, which I still think is too low a stat. We need to up that. Yeah, I know. Actually, someone walked past us and were like, I don't. And I was like, well, that's depressing. In the context of that is we, for our Easter activation, we had partnered with this company called Ricky, um, where there was sex toys in the chocolate eggs. So lots of the stuff we do with the cardboard and the sort of the black permanent marker pen on cardboard, you know, that takes hours to write. Right. Um, it's not we were we were doing it three and a half years ago, and we yeah. still do it now. We just don't do it as much, you know. Yes. Luckily, we've got a much more viral concept than Honeypot was. Mm-hmm. You know, when people said to us what was Honeypot, we were always like, right, you check into this area when you're free, see who's around, go on a date later. But yeah, and it all got quite confusing. Mm-hmm. We know Thursday it's a dating up the works one day of the week. So much clearer, but the marketing has stayed the same. Yeah. Like I remember being in a restaurant with a friend, must have been what three years ago, before I reached out to you mm-hmm. to be on the podcast, and seeing I can't remember which of your stunts it was but a George George Rawling stunt, which you did a lot of back then. And then I remember we first met a few weeks after that and it was all we really talked about was like, have you seen this date? And it, you're right, it wasn't really about Honeypot, but the marketing it was about, just captured us. It was about- we wanted to do influence marketing and we realised we didn't have the budget to pay for people to shout about us. So how did we make like the public kind of become our influencers where they would take pictures of things they saw on the ground and, you know, of people with, holding up signs with pieces of cardboard? Um, how do we get them to become an influencer and it kind of went from there really and it spiraled yeah and we haven't stopped we're kind of addicted to it really it's it, honestly the rush <laughs> like it is, it is. when when Faye was painting those signs I was just like oh I'm so excited because it's, it, it, yeah and it's not like no one does it yeah. I, I, I was saying to George on the way here I was like I don't really know why more people don't do it but I mean good I'm glad they don't because it makes us different there's not really a rule book we've got to this point by not playing the rules by playing by the rules and we've not had like a set blueprint of how to build a startup and get people onto your effectively marketplace yes there are ways to do that but we've we've not gone down that path of just throwing loads of money into digital ads we want to create a brand around cool marketing now we've got an interesting concept we'll talk about the offline stuff in a bit but yeah. we don't like to be perceived as just a dating app now it's more yeah. this is a brand around being single and it all happens on one day of the week yeah and so many people know about it it's very cool <laughs> and obviously you knew about it from those honeypot days like you're obviously now digital creative lead at thursday but your relationship with the brand began back with honeypot years ago yeah years she was ago. an og fan i always i mean Thank i <laughs> isn't it good though that the person that helps you the marketing yeah. has been a fan yeah. from the start like exactly. you can't question her authenticity thursday through and through all the way um and honeypot i mean i loved it well, too. how did it all begin so it started there was a message from jess uh, on linkedin saying um what's the how do you get the balance right between being professional and communicating your personal brand yeah. that is linked into what you're selling and you it was towels wasn't it yeah. you were doing context I sold I had a little small business where I sold sort of poncho changing robes for like surfing water sports etc and I'd seen George's um stuff online and I was like oh my god this is amazing like but his personal brand is so embedded into honeypot but that's why I love it so much so how does uh, and you seem to get the balance to Mm -hmm. me quite right because I was obsessed with the brand I had the app downloaded you'd caught me Mm -hmm. um and I yeah I sent you a message and I was like can you help? Like, how do you, yeah, how do you and get the balance? we've got that video, haven't we? I watched it yesterday. Day, I, <laughs> I sent it to Alice. Did you watch Hi, it? Hi, Jess. George Rawlings here from Honeypot. I just wanted to send you a little personal video here. God, you I, even had the branding. Yeah, I did, I did. I had the branding around it. But it was... You should watch it. Oh, really? And just see... Have you seen no, it recently? No, please. <laughs> no, it's really, it is really good. We could, yeah. But it's... it's <laughs> God, we can, yeah. I think Play what it. would be interesting as well would be to know what's your answer now. Mm. How has mm. this changed? Well, I, 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 I can't remember what what was said. <laughs> it's, I watched it yesterday. Okay. It's quite... Okay. Good morning, Jess. George Rawlings here from Honeypot. Uh, sorry I've taken a little while to get back to you following your message on LinkedIn last night. Um, yeah, very good question about um, the getting the right balance between your personal Instagram and social media accounts and your business accounts. I very much take the view of in the early stages of a startup, a business, you know, the founder is very much behind it and you are a reflection of the brand. 
you are selling your brand people by people and want to see who's behind the brand. So I don't, don't shy away from subtly plugging what you're doing on your personal at all. Um, very much show the story and what you're doing and your everyday life of running a startup on your personal account and feed that into your um, business account as well. People buy people and people warm to seeing really who's behind the brand. I think lots of brands are very faceless. Um, and I think, you know, there isn't a right or wrong here of how much you do on it. Of course, if you're not, yeah, no, you really gave me a proper speech yeah. though. Like to, for, for, for me, who was like actually a, a struggling, I think I called it a startup when really it was a small business, but I was a struggling small business owner. And for me to reach out to was, you. I was too. <laughs> <laughs> I was too completely. You were nodding along there. How would you answer that question um, now how do you find that balance between the personal brand interacting with the businesses people brand? following the honeypot days were following it because of us and me thinking what they're going to pull next mm. not i'm really excited to go to a cool thursday event this thursday and i would i want to get to the point where i don't want people to know who i am for this you know for thursday thursday carries it mm. not me the difference with that is i was carrying honeypot now thursday's carrying me interesting yeah. Because you're still very active with your personal brand. Like you on LinkedIn is a, a vision. You, you take over my LinkedIn feed regularly. Is that something that you just see you're using that as a tool as long as you need to? Or could you see that being your involvement with it long term? Oh, I started using LinkedIn and I'm obsessive about making sure every LinkedIn post is as good as it can be. Mm. Um, I'm not going to post something saying, hey, we won this award because LinkedIn is just filled with people shouting about how great they are. Mm -hmm. That's just pretty boring. Yeah, everyone's doing great. Everyone's got their own life going on. Cool. But I always want to try and, you know, add value in some way and tell a story. I think everything I post on LinkedIn, there'll always be a story behind it. Um, and yeah, I think it, I will continue to use it. I see LinkedIn as my platform where I can be have a have a be a spokesman of Thursday um, and I'm not I'm not using it to oh we're going to get some downloads in by doing this post it's more the fact that it's a reflection of the brand because I'm at the front and uh, a front of the brand not the fact that I'm posting this to bring in a couple of thousand downloads it's more the fact that there needs to be that voice and I think in a professional way where LinkedIn how LinkedIn is um, even though some of the stuff we post isn't that professional I'd say yeah I think I think we we edge on it don't we and mm. I mean I've had comments on my LinkedIn post saying like why is this on LinkedIn and it's yeah. like well it's on LinkedIn because it links back to Thursday is the mm. like and, mm. and like George said we are spokespeople yeah. of the brand mm -hmm. we don't want to be at the front of it all mm -hmm. the time that's not what we're there for we're very much there to do the marketing totally. um, and we're very we're very precious of the fact that like the Instagram for example there's sometimes there'll be a bit of behind the scenes but it's more you know this is an account you should follow for being single and we want you to feel empowered to be single we know that our special day is on Thursday it's not about just seeing posts of how this new dating app called Thursday is getting their downloads in yes some of the marketing might be interesting but they don't need to know absolutely every it's not LinkedIn they're not following this from marketing methods 302 yeah. tip <laughs> you know do you know what I mean it's not about that it's more that we want to help people and, and you know people who are single and that's what the account's about but we've managed to grow it actually quite impressively isn't it it's yeah. quite a lot, a lot of followers yeah, now quite a lot of people it's a lot of pressure when you click yeah. that post button on an Instagram post I'm like, not oh. everything will do well and that's fine it's part of social media LinkedIn there's a shitload I post about four likes now I delete yeah. it in an hour <laughs> good to know we're not the only ones that do that as the kind of two can I say this kind of main creative geniuses mm. behind Thursday's online marketing both of you what's the secret why does it work because it works very well um thank you <laughs> there's there's no secret source it's it's trial and error and testing things so there's the the quote by warren buffett and he said risk is when you don't know what you're doing so that is what risk is which i found really fascinating mm -hmm. and that for us you know we like risk risk no risk no reward and we've got to push the boundaries and we have to do things differently and we don't we, we're young we have fun with it it's about enjoying it and for us there there isn't a right or wrong answer of how we should position this brand you know we effectively kind of pioneered the sandwich board apart from back in the early 1900s and the suffra suffragette started that we've kind of brought the sandwich board marketing back into um it's it's a part of our identity, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also with me and George, when it comes to ideas, we're yeah, very much of the opinion, like no idea is a shit idea. Like I'll go to George with something and he'll be like, 
oh, that's all right. And I, he might come to me with something I'm like, oh, I don't know. But then we'll, like, it's the back and forth which mm-hmm. really then gets to something. Like, great example, this whole what we've done today, the Easter egg thing. It started with me getting getting an email about Easter eggs with sex toys inside. I said to George, this seems like a good idea. We should do something with it. And then it then then George was like, sandwich boards and then we haven't done that in a while and then and then he came up with the copy for it Faye gets her paintbrush and well we actually yeah we use paint paint at the moment because it's yeah. a little bit quicker than the marker pens um a little little life hack there you go yeah. um and yeah she writes on the board then we go outside we decide how we're going to do the eggs and it's like we're quite lucky because we don't have at the moment any yeah. sort of red tape yep. it's like if we've got an idea we can execute that in 24 hours Literally. that can happen yeah, yeah. And that's what happened with today's stunt. Yeah. I literally mm-hmm. saw you getting that marketing email on Sunday night and then to see literally three days later, it is something out there. I actually don't like to call it stunt because for us, it's a, just an activation yeah. stunt. It's like this big PR stunt. That, <laughs> you know, if it gets featured, it gets featured. But this is just the way we do things. It's just yeah. an activation we did in real life. And it's funny how lots of the stuff we do with our, our marketing, our activations, our PR stunts, they're in person, they're real. The guerrilla marketing always has been. We love it because lots of the time it'll end up on digital anyway. LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and it will trend from a few photos. It takes one photo for something to go viral. Yeah. It doesn't need to be seen for six hours on the street. It will start. And I think with us being all about in-person connections and our mission mm-hmm. statement is connecting the world on Thursday, um, it's it's about real life interactions of people seeing things and yeah snapping it and talking about it mm-hmm. we want word of mouth word of mouth is our our biggest driver for downloads because you know we've luckily we've we've got a name that people remember mm-hmm. and we find that when people know about thursday and it's not just us saying this they can't unhear about it mm-hmm. we yeah. want people as soon as thursdays come come around to think oh that dating up Thursday I have it now not just it's probably because we're involved in Thursday but <laughs> brainwashed by the, ba- the the word I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years time and you, you, we can't unhear that word Thursday without thinking about a certain app but that's kind of the goal and I think yeah I think we're quite lucky in that like with with things going viral or things being talked about a lot everyone one knows someone single and everyone experiences the day Thursday yeah. so we have two things there not not every brand has which is helpful to us very relatable yeah yeah and it gets people talking doesn't it i guess that's the goal absolutely it's extremely viral and you know we when we first started honeypot we made an assumption that we people wanted a dating app that was more part of their everyday life and you know use the dating app for three or four days when you wanted to go on a date wrong assumption we were totally wrong of what people wanted when for us with thursday it's now actually solving a problem with dating app fatigue matches that don't result in dates people swiping for the sake of it and we are completely numb i think to matches novelty of a match Tinder's been around for a long time. We've moved. There's new dating apps out there. You know, the, the Hinges, the Bumbles, who are fantastic apps. Won't don't like to slay them because they're brilliant. Mm-hmm. And you know, especially Bumble have built an awesome brand. But and what you know, it's not new for us to be connecting with someone from an app and meeting them two weeks later. We want excitement, and I think we want that in-person, slight adrenaline rush of butterflies of being in a space with the Thursday events that we're doing where everyone's single. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we're we're looking at it. And I love that mantra of like, no idea is a bad idea. Because mm. I think that's an immediate way mm. to stunt creativity, isn't it? Is put mm. that red tape round, set an expectation that it's going to tick certain boxes and do a certain thing. And I think that then stops you being curious, doesn't yeah, it? Exactly. Because you don't ever get results that don't say yes. Yep. And you can't then learn from that. It is a bit like when people follow our marketing, our social media, they don't know what we're going to do next. Mm. So therefore we won't lose many followers because it's like we are quite volatile <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. And it, we are quite vulnerable sometimes, you know, Faye and Priyanka standing out over signs being like, you know, there's lots of downloads we've got, but here they are with cardboard signs. It's like, what are they going to do next? Yeah. Um, it's exciting for people. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that element of surprise that mm-hmm. people see when it comes mm-hmm. up on their feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very good at evoking emotion in people. And I think that's one of our sort of core strengths. Totally. Yeah. Does that feel like a lot of pressure keeping up, you know, new ideas, pushing the bar further and further, constantly Where's surprising people? On, on this thing, yeah. you know, there'll be probably someone watching this on LinkedIn be like, what are they going to say? Not much. <laughs> people, are, like you said, people are watching. Yeah. So how do you keep coming up with those bigger, better ideas? Uh, honestly, we don't, the way we work is it's all right now it's like we've got an idea, we can execute it quickly. We don't know what we're going to be doing in eight weeks' time. Mm-hmm. We've not planned that. We're not, you know, people might think we're experts in, in 
doing all this sort of social media and offline. It's because we're trying it yeah. and you don't know until you try. And most of the time we don't know if it's going to work or not. Mm. Um, we just go for we it. We just go for it. I love that attitude. And I think people are looking for an answer. Like when I said on LinkedIn yesterday, I'm speaking to George and Jess today. Biggest thing people asked me to ask you about was like, how do you get your ideas? And I think in their head, there's some like brainstorming that you've come up with, which cut and you sit in a board and it's just, it's not that, is it's it? It's not. No, I think the Thursday, it's got a... It's got a persona and it's got a voice. Luckily, you know, the way we've built the brand is that we like to re refer to Thursday in the first person and Thursday even with like notifications in app, um, the way we write our captions. It's like Thursday is a person um, rather than being a brand where we're talking about the brand. We want it to be relatable. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a hard, there is pressure. Each one, it's like, well, what now? What now? But we get the balance between a lot of crazy guerrilla marketing with cardboard signs, some more deeper stuff, some partnerships we do. It, it's a layered approach that we're not going to be, you know, for the next few posts and we're not going to be doing any more cardboard for a little while. There's no need. We need to have that balance. Yeah, because that's an important part, right? Like this is, you know, all those activations are activations. They're about mm. exposure. What then happens beyond that point? How mm. do you find that balance of them making sure you're nurturing an audience and mm. they actually know what you do and they're then yeah. engaging with... Yeah. The events, the offerings. Totally. And sometimes we get it wrong. And we probably all know what we're going to talk about right now. When that, <laughs> absolutely. I'm, you know, totally comfortable saying, yeah, we we, we didn't realise at the time that it would cause offence to a certain group of people, the animal activ activists of the camel that lots of people would have seen. I can bring that up happily. Um, th that group of people, we apologise, yeah. but that might be 10% of people that would be offended. We have always played by the 80-20 rule where we would rather be... Um, loved by 80% and hated by 20% than be indifferent to the full 100%. Because if you're indifferent, nobody knows about you. So that's our view on that. That's a hard line to draw, it is isn't it? Because when you're coming up and you're letting people just come up with these big, different ideas, mm -hmm. I guess that that is a likelihood yeah, that then totally. there'll be points where you go over the line and you just have yeah. to learn from it and go, okay, we won't yeah. go there again. Yeah. And we absolutely have haters, no, like, totally. <laughs> all the time. Like, yeah. well, yeah, comments on LinkedIn posts, like, people that don't don't like don't like what we do, but, like, that, the 20% that are angry at us, like, we've got the 80% that love us, and it's, it's we don't want to be neutral to yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. That's not exciting, yeah. and we're an exciting brand. Is there anything that you two find difficult about that? Like, as someone who's had haters myself like I find it hard how do you just kind of let the 20% do their thing and focus on the 80 I think when it's like it's very different for you who your your brand is you right mm. whereas I I don't personally no. get offended Agreed. because it's not it's it's Thursday yeah. they're getting angry at yeah. and it's like okay well I, I can take feedback on mm -hmm. board and if they're angry about something and I totally totally respect the camel stuff mm -hmm. I understand why people yeah. are annoyed about that um, and or upset by it um, and that's something we, we're not going to do something like that no. again you know like we take that Lesson on board um, but it's not we're not going to take it personally because mm. it's not a slam on our personality it's not a slam on who mm -hmm. we are it's just a slam on oh maybe yeah. for a marketing activation wasn't so clever. Okay, back to the drawing board. Yeah. Next time we'll do something different. Yeah. Sex toys, how do you feel about that? <laughs> and we'll have people that don't like that. We did yeah. today. But that's that's okay because that is very in line with our brand to do that. And we're very passionate about something like that. So And it's resilience, isn't it? Like not letting that bit of a, oh, okay, we learned something that maybe wasn't that that worked moment to stop you from trying again but actually that fuels you trying the next thing totally. that would work if something doesn't work it gives us more drive to do yeah. something that does work mm -hmm. i remember with the early honeypot days i put out the whiteboard it didn't work i put out another whiteboard didn't work finally got the messaging right worked a few downloads thank you mm -hmm. you know we won't stop until what we do works mm -hmm. um, but luckily now you know we do we've got the concept nailed we think you know we're at the point where we're scaling this um you know we're sitting about 10 events a week in london and one or two in new york but we've we're ticketing in the app and it all being quite offline we're now ready to push the button and go to get to get it out because you know it's a in a nutshell we're we're all about offline yes it's powered by an online dating app where you see people and people who are part of thursday that want to go on a date that day but the fact that we take over venues and effectively kind of sell space on a thursday where people hang out who's single mm -hmm. be it you know bars yoga, yoga classes run clubs um boats we, we've done a lot of gigs you know anything like that um we it, it's an app that's so simple where you open it up on a thursday it shows a map of what's going around you you click a button you buy a ticket 
and you go, it's it doesn't and everyone's yeah. single. Yeah. It's about this whole I love so it. many <laughs> single people in one dream room. for a single girl like yeah. me. <laughs> I'm now happily in a relationship. <laughs> Michelle, if you're watching, <laughs> see. No scouting for go. girls at those Thursday events for you. Um, and that simplicity is underrated, isn't it? I think in business, there's always that pursuit of like, oh, it's got to be like really complex and fancy. Yeah. And it's like, actually, if you can't explain your business in a sentence, yeah. like you're doing it wrong. Because mm -hmm. I guess that was the thing with Honeypot. Mm -hmm. you, people couldn't get it. Yeah. Thursday is so obvious. Mm -hmm. It makes mm -hmm. sense. Within, you know, four words, you can explain. Absolutely. And we still, the funny thing is, is that, Yes, it's very simple. We're still trying to get our tagline. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we struggle so. Yeah. So we've got so many different taglines that we've like fly around. We've like we've and we have periods of time where we focus on one. Like we had fuck dating app six days a week. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on here, but um, that was that was fuck. one of them. <laughs> Fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, that was one of them when we like had that like all summer we were like yeah. yeah I love this and then you had we had one day you'll meet which actually is ingenious if you think about it but people don't get it quick enough yeah. that's the thing marketing needs to be clear not clever right yeah. but we like it to be clever because it feels cool the offline dating app right that's actually probably the most clear we're just like speed dating but not shit yeah. that kind of vibe, yeah. not it? a shitty speed dating yeah, event exactly but yeah we don't have one because it's so hard to describe mm -hmm. it um, in we'll the, what's we'll brilliant <laughs> about the way you market as well though is that you kind of let your people and your community mm -hmm. help you yeah. to explain it like I think you guys are a great example of like you started with what you had and the business has got so much clearer and evolved since because you've listened to the response mm. you haven't spent a year sit, sat in a boardroom like waiting to get yes. it all perfect you yes. didn't you know because a lot of people are like oh we haven't got the tagline we can't launch because we haven't got the tagline you just did it, it uh, totally that's literally what it is and we'll get to the point where we know our tagline yeah. and you know we did like yesterday I put on LinkedIn asking people to help with the Tube Ad campaign that we were going to do got a bit of flack for it because you might have seen there were a few people that the copywriters were not being paid from it because we I said in my post that we'll credit people and put them on the tube ad. I didn't realise I'd cause such offence for not yeah. offering it as a paid role. It was more of a let's just do this as a LinkedIn yeah, post to see if we fun. get <laughs> 10 comments on it of some suggestions. I didn't yeah. think that there would be a thousand comments of people actually uploading Yeah, like, oh my gosh, billboards. so many people mm. on um, their Photoshop mm. creating something some great for ones us. Too. <laughs> Amazing. Like... Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> took over my LinkedIn yesterday. Yeah. Everywhere I looked, there was a different tube ad. I was like, loving this. Must be like a copywriter's dream. Probably just writing down all these ideas. Like, yeah, that's cheap. We, that's the thing. From that post, we've got lots of ideas to use. And of course, any idea we will use, even if it's on our social media, if we're doing a story with a you know a, a, a mm -hmm. clever tagline, we will credit that person. Oh, yeah, this is from LinkedIn. It's the LinkedIn community. And, and lots of people are in, so engaged with what we do. Mm -hmm. And it means a lot to us because we do get a huge amount of reach. Mm. I mean, we're we're averaging about three hundred and fifty thousand impressions a post, mm. um, and it's an amazing position to be in. Mm. And yeah, we will absolutely credit everyone. And you know, there might the story might unfold with that tube campaign where if we get one that is absolutely amazing, we do pay people. But it was a social experiment to see if people who engage with Thursday. And I think that post yesterday made us realise that I think people actually give a shit, which is nice. Yeah, and isn't marketing just one big social experiment? Totally correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, like you said, trial and error. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's all data. I remember someone once said to me, like, a uh, scientist doesn't get annoyed if the result he gets back disagrees with his thesis. Because oh, actually, it's all data, right? Yes. And we take things so personally. Yeah. We're like, oh, it didn't work. You know, let's take yeah. the camel. The camel didn't quite land how you wanted. Oh, so we're going to stop and we're going to yeah. never try. And it's yeah. like, no, actually, that's data. Let's not use live animals. Yeah. So let's go and do this yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, everything is information. Mm -hmm. And even just from what you guys are saying, like I think there's so much to learn around just being bold and yeah. not being scared to yeah. get it wrong mm -hmm. and not waiting till you feel ready. Mm -hmm. Alice, you're very good. That, that yeah, summed up perfectly. My God. Um, I want to talk a bit more about LinkedIn because mm -hmm. I think LinkedIn, like Instagram, you guys have absolutely nailed. I think it was in like 10 months you've reached the same follower number that Hinge has. That's that right. right? 200, the, the target was always 222,000 followers. Um, and that's what Hinge has, and we have now passed that, which is great. Incredible. Just started on TikTok, I mean, 20,000 followers there. So like, yeah, I, I mean, Instagram, it's great to have lots of followers. It's, for us, it's downloads. You know, it's effectively a vanity metric. It's great having a big community around us. We've always started socials. We've got it on LinkedIn. We've now have on TikTok. Jess has done an amazing job over the last three or four months building a 20,000 follower TikTok. But it's the reason why we, you know, for us doing social, it's not about 
I wouldn't say it's actually about us getting and acquiring new users or getting downloads in from social of people sharing content. We're a private account on Instagram. Mm. It's actually a way for our community to connect on in a digital way from outside the app. It's all about community. And that's mm. why Instagram, we, we look at it differently where private, no share, you're not allowed to do that, engage with the stuff and... Come and join yeah, the party exactly. or don't. Yeah. Like it's your it's your prerogative, right? And mm -hmm. I think we had a debate over whether we should be private or we, whether we should be public. And there's some posts where I'm like, oh, these are quite shareable. Like maybe we should be public. But actually, no. It's like it's so nice to have that almost mm -hmm. that exclusive community club for just single people. And I mean, we do have people in relationships that follow us because of because they like our posts, which is which is fine too. But it's so much more exciting and mm -hmm. it's different. Like mm -hmm. you don't get other brands that are private because they're too scared to be private so I mean, I, let us be it I don't give a fuck about a blue tick <laughs> really oh what's that gonna do cool I mean it would help with you know credibility but yeah. nah it's not about that I was gonna ask about LinkedIn but you I want to ask another question mm -hmm. around that because obviously mm -hmm. Thursday's so good at building exposure so many mm -hmm. people know who you are but just like you're saying George that's not you know, that's the first step of what we measure success by. The next step is about then their engagement with the business. Yes. I guess Jess, within your role, being so, you know, focused on how you do get people in, mm. how do you make sure you're measuring the right success? And it's not just about noise, it's mm. also about conversion. Yeah. So we now have um, sort of like trackable links in all of our, in all of our different social media platforms, which shows like downloads and who's coming from where. So we can see how many people are coming from TikTok and clicking the download link, how many people are coming from Instagram, how many people are coming from LinkedIn, how many people are coming from Twitter. Um, and I think what a really interesting one is we've actually only recently implemented it would be to see what TikTok does because TikTok's a platform that we have grown quite quickly. We've got in five months, 20, 20,000 followers um, and yeah a lot of our posts go viral and the mm. reason they go viral is because of the concept it's because it's imagine a place where everyone is single is often the sort of opening tagline um, and yeah finding out what that is and I'll be totally honest I don't have the full mm. stats mm -hmm. yet it's only something we've implemented recently but because it is the focus has been community right yeah. um, and it hasn't been around trying to track the downloads no. from those platforms it will get to that and you know now we've got we've got the deep linking on all mm. the links we we send out but it's more yes we want people to feel part of the community on, on the social but it's more a talking point we know that we know the downloads are word of mouth you know we're averaging you know two thousand downloads a day from word of mouth without doing any paid yeah. um the last time we did paid social was in lockdown to, to build a wait list you know we've not done any paid um, we did a tiny bit around Christmas for about three weeks. We're like, it's coming in way too expensive for what we're getting of word of mouth. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to run ads at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, but so a lot of the content that's that's done is about um, word of mouth of getting people saying, "Oh, do you see what Thursday did?" It's like, "Oh, look what they did earlier with you know holding up a sign saying everyone, every single person masturbates." <laughs> It is that whole, yeah, it's that like, one person tells someone else who tells someone else, like everyone knows someone's single. Like the TikTok yeah. that we did for um, getting marketing interns, mm. we did a whiteboard and we wrote on the whiteboard looking for two marketing interns. Those that came in for mm. interviews, the large majority, I'd say 80% of those people saw it on TikTok. Mm. That's where they saw it, mm. which is, it is just so clear that that word of mouth is so obvious. Like you ask, you walk up to someone in the street, they probably in like 70% of the time will know what Thursday is because they've heard yeah. it from a friend. But it's converting them when they know about it. Yeah, we where we're, we're at yeah, the point now where the not everyone, there'll be a lot of people, there's a, not naive enough to say that the whole of London knows about us. There's still a lot of single people that don't, um, which is fine. But it's getting those, it's converting those people, which is where maybe the, the digital strategy might come in. It's getting those people that know about Thursday and maybe one of their friends uses it to actually go on and use the app. So it's that bridge between I know about it, mm. but actually it's like I know about Ikea, but am I going to go buy something there next week? I don't need a new sofa right now, but when I do... Yeah, so is yeah. that where the focus is moving yeah. towards at the moment? Yeah, yeah totally. It's yeah. drilling down deep. We did a simultaneous launch in London, New York. I think if we were to do it again, um, we would just do London. It's great the fact that we've got New York going. We still... About 30% of our active users are in New York, and it worked. And the great thing is... We've got a dating app that is for one-to-one -one matching and operates in a way that other dating apps do. 
online mm. and it works it's, it's spread out it's, we've got places you know Leeds Bristol Manchester Birmingham Philadelphia Chicago people are using it firstly in the states they're using it on the wrong time zone you've got people in LA like in New York time zone because they want to use the app and matches are happening and people are meeting shows the demand for it which is great we are now introducing a multi time zone in the app so if you open it up in LA it will pull in your time zone and put you on the right server we only have two time zones but the focus is drilling down deep in London and increasing the venues. You know, we can get to we're doing 10, 10 events, 10, when I say events, venues. Um, we don't like to, <laughs> we don't like to call them events. They are events, but there's no branding. There's no Thursday banners in the room. There's no branded cups yeah. or anything like that. There's not games. No, not at all. No, it's not, yeah. it's not, not a shitty speed there dating event. There table saying, like, got 30 seconds, here's the egg timer, talk to that person, say what you like. Although, although that's what I was basically doing to Jess when we went last Thursday. I was on a chief wing woman routine. Yes. You shouldn't have been there, yeah, Alice. Been there. No. Give your boyfriend People a shout out. People in a relationship no, for that. No shout outs to there, Red Shirt Man. People yeah. must know yeah. his name. I think you were at the event as well, George. Was I? (laughs) I was not there. No, you were being a um, a case study. Yes, yeah, okay. So the story of this, I won't say a surname, but so Michelle, my lovely girlfriend, very happy, met on Thursday. Um, (laughs) Fine, we didn't, met on LinkedIn. Um, Basically, we're at a Thursday event last week. She's sitting beside me, having a great time, a few drinks. I saw people looking at us being like, Okay, they're a bit friendly. So I had to play up to people watching a little bit. I'm there putting my arm around her, giving you a little kiss, being like, look at this working, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, isn't it? Yeah, 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 totally. So we were a living live case study in the moment in a Thursday event. So if people see you at events, that's why you're there. You are. Yes, totally. Proof why that it's possible. There, for the fun times? Yes. Okay. To see it all working. Yeah, you didn't go. bring Red Shirt Man, did you? I didn't bring Red Shirt Man, no. Um, I did. It was the first thing I said when I met someone. I'd be like, hi, I'm not single. Mm-hmm. I know that means I'm not meant to be here, but my friend is very eligible. Meet Jess. Your, you've, your success rate has been quite good on Thursday, isn't it? Yeah, I get quite a lot of numbers. Yeah. I have quite a lot of dates. I had a, I've had a lot from right, right at the start when yeah. it was just an app. Just so the app. events only came in in November. It's worth noting. Yeah, like we've right. only done the events yeah. for what six months About now, that. and they're huge now. Like you're filling. Yes. Five plus places every yes. Thursday night. Move about three and a half thousand people this week. Um, so yeah, ten venues in London, just cool bars where people want to go hang out. You know, on a Thursday night, why would you go to a bar that's pretty dead? And you're there hanging out with your mates. If you're all single, why not go somewhere where everyone else is single? Yeah. I think single people need to understand. People go out lots of the time if they're with their single mates to go and meet people. Yeah. We're like we're so afraid of going to talking to going up to people and talking to them in a bar because we're mm. afraid fear of rejection. But not on Thursday. No. If people if someone's not interested, in like I'm not interested, seeing a bit like that's fine. Yeah. But at least people try. And it's, it's a safe place for people to m- try and actually interact. Yeah, massively. So pre those events coming around, this will be purely the app. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jess, what were your thoughts? How's Thursday impacted your dating life? I loved it even just as the app, to be honest, because for me it was it was con- like congesting it into that one day. Um, and... I hate small talk, small talk via dating apps. I literally, I, I'm bored. I like, I will guilty, will ghost people because the chat gets too boring or we yeah. don't get a date in soon enough. And like, I'm out after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, Thursday, just as the app did actually work really well, I'd go on a date most Thursdays, wouldn't yeah, I, in the did. summer? Um, but I think the the problem was is like, you can kind of do that match chat thing on every dating app, right? And you can just do that on a Thursday. The good thing about about Thursday is that everyone kind of toggles in to say they're available to date that day, yeah. but you will sometimes have that, oh, I'm not free tonight, like let's exchange numbers. Whereas the events, they only happen every Thursday. And if you miss one Thursday, you have to wait until the next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's an element of like real excitement and yeah. like FOMO about that, that although you still get that from just the app and the chat and the match, it's more and it's yeah. more different. Like no one else is doing that. And if they are, it's not cool and it's not known about. It's a Thursday energy though, isn't it? We were talking about that before where I am no longer single and I didn't meet him via Thursday, but I would credit Thursday for that relationship because we met on 
another dating app. Um, but as soon as we matched, I was like, let's meet in a couple of days. And I wouldn't have been like that had I not been on Thursday. You've influenced your relationship. You massively have. I wouldn't be with Red Shirt Man if it weren't for Thursday. And you wouldn't, was, if was you didn't live with me either. So actually, <laughs> we... We are the reason for your relationship. Yeah. Massively, both to credit. But it's that energy it of like, let's just get off the app and just chat. It started, you know, as Jess said, we, we launched in uh, July last year. Horrendous launch, failed launch for a week. Things to, We had a lot of teething problems in, in the early days of the app. Bit of a shit show, sorted it out. Um, we, uh, it came about in November when the idea was, I just want to meet someone in a bar. How do we do that? All right, luckily with the app, operates in a map view let's just drop a marker to some absolute yeah a dive bar in Shoreditch to see if people turn up oh there's three there was a line a queue of 300 meters of people trying to get into this bar that had a capacity of 250 people just a joke and we were like this is really interesting how do we up this people want in-person places to hang out so it's kind of gone from there Jess what have been some of your biggest learning curves since joining Thursday because you were in right from the start weren't you of Thursday you came in just after they'd launched what have I learned oh my gosh so much I think George to be honest is literally one of the most creative incredible and inspirational people that I have met but I always thought that from from seeing from seeing you online I was always like this this guy is after something and this he will get it um and I think I was so honored when I like got a phone call inviting me into the Thursday HQ. Um, and when I came in and we had a chat about what, what I could help with, it was like, okay, how do I almost impress and exceed expectation as much as I can so I can get even more involved in this? And like from, I'll be honest, from that first day, I, I wanted a full-time job out of it. I was in there for a freelance and um, just to help out for a bit. And then a couple months later, when George offered me the job as digital creative lead, I was like, oh my gosh, like, here we go. And the biggest, I think, challenge and battle for me is I do suffer with a bit of imposter syndrome. And I do sometimes compare myself to George and his creative genius, which is a me problem, not a George problem. Um, but I'm so grateful to have like learned so much from you. Um, oh, thank you very much. That's and very kind. It's <laughs> a beautiful moment to witness, guys. <laughs> Just hug it out. <laughs> and um, and to have been, to be honest, be your right hand woman. Mm. I, I, I feel and hope that's what I have been to you and been able to aid you yep. in all of that. And I guess learning to be a part of a team and learning for me I was freelance I was working from a computer at home every day and then I came on I'm now commuting to London every day right it's a real big change for me um but I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world because it's just been and it and it is the most exciting journey to be on to be a part of something that is yeah it's gonna be it yeah, is already that'll, huge that'll, it's gonna be massive that'll beat my wedding speech I eventually <laughs> do that's insane <laughs> I'm going to write that off on a T-shirt for you guys to wear. I think a lot of people want your job, Jess. <laughs> uh, I can see why. <laughs> but what I love is how you got your job. Mm -hmm. Because it was, as we were talking about earlier, you know, how did it start? You messaged George on LinkedIn. You had a conversation. And you were all, you were just there, right? You were present. You built a relationship. You didn't go in through an interview process. No. You didn't prove that, yes, I've got all the experience to do this job. Yeah. You just showed up for us we've gone from founders to managers and managing people we've had an idea for three years before thursday that didn't work sitting in a bedroom pulling our hair out being like <laughs> we're used to things not going our way and now things are starting to turn with with hiring we are new to that and managing people there's a lot that we 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 get better me and matt as managers um and we're learning all the time you know we're, we me and matt both have our different responsibilities um Matt's more on the supply side of things with the venues, the systems, the developers, the processes in terms of timelines, deadlines. I'm responsible for growth and, yeah, and getting people onto the app. Um, and as much as I'm kind of acting as like a CMO right now, yes, I ha we have the title of C CEO, Matt's CEO. It, it, for us at the stage where it doesn't really mean anything. It's just that we, you know, kind of agreed those titles and went with it. It's, it's a... It's a it's a grey area, um, but right now being responsible for growth, I've not had a, I've not been a CMO before. But we've got this far of getting people onto this app. I just need to go for it and keep doing what we're doing, and learn as you go. You know, we're we're absolutely fine with failing and you know going back to the drawing board or the whiteboard quite literally and going again. <laughs> or the cardboard sign. <laughs> exactly. So I I'm 
I'm ready to sort of, now we're at the point where we're turning on the tap, the growth's about to happen, the word of mouth, as I said earlier, is amazing. It's now getting to that point where it's exponential, done in a smart way through combination of digital, social. Um, and same for Jess, you know, Jess is not, I've not been, I'm first time founder. Yes, I had my previous thing, which was a video software tool that I was basically reselling someone else's system, it wasn't my own, and I just made commission on the deals I did. So I wasn't really a founder. I'm a first time founder. Um, I'm a first time manager. I've never worked for anyone else. I'm new to this. Jess, being digital creative lead, has not been a digital creative lead before. And that's absolutely fine. Um, as long as there's the output and people um, deliver on what they say they're going to do, it doesn't need to be done in the, the classic way that's been done before. before and yeah. we're fine with that. Bringing people in so they learn on the job because mm -hmm. we're all learning on the job. I feel like the rule book just doesn't exist with Thursday or you've just written your own one, you know, like in terms of replying by yeah. TikTok videos. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's all go. <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's just having the communication in mm. place. Like if there's anything that I'm unhappy with, I feel comfortable mm. going to George and mm. being like, look, can, can we can yeah. we change this up a bit? And yeah. I, I like to think vice yes, versa absolutely. with you. And it's yeah. like, we can have that conversation and it's not, it's it's not like, it's not the end of the world. It's like, okay, well, yeah. we're both learning. We're both like, learning. let's, and, you let's know, do this together. There'll be lots of time where, you know, we we're so comfortable around each other. We'll just if something shit, we'll just say ah, we won't use it. We won't say shit. We'll just yeah. say ah, we could do it this way. Yeah. And we both know oh, it could be done this way. And we we'll, might tweak it, be it wording or graphic. And mm. you know, it's all hands to the pump. And it, it, it we're something's working. And what's this? What's don't break? What, what's don't try and fix what's not broken? Podcast podcast in two years time. So George, in um, <laughs> July twenty twenty two, you ran out of money. Um, <laughs> Now you're back, you're, you're back, but we're making money. We're, we're actually making money. We're probably, t I would say this publicly, we are two months off profitability. Really? About that, yeah. Look <laughs> at me, clueless. Yeah. Upload an Instagram post on the TikTok. <laughs> Not finance. <laughs> George, you like this Instagram post? <laughs> One thing I just want to highlight before we finish with a bit of quick fire questions if that's okay mm -hmm. um they probably won't be very quick fire judging by the tangents that we managed to go on no i love it i love it i think almost just like a point to draw out from what you guys have talked about is how much things are not an overnight immediate success mm -hmm. like just thinking back george like how much work has gone into even just the last year of thursday a lot of people only know thursday yeah, since true. you know spring of last year and i think for so many people listening to this they will completely admire and love what you two have have Bill and the team yeah. as well and think oh gosh you know it started that way and I just think your story is a great reminder that yeah there is a whole story here and if you know the backstory it, it has been it's it's taken a bit of my soul this whole thing and I'm I'm I can't I think about it 18 hours a day when I'm I just I can't get it off my head and that's fine because that's where I am right now mm. but you know wherever this thing goes I I hope I'll have a bit more peace in my life because it is quite like it is so consuming mm. it is so full-on and you know how salespeople say oh yeah you're only as good as your last sale I've got this in my head is I'm only good as my last sale because it's each Thursday comes around only good as your last Thursday so and it's you got to it is you got to keep day. pumping it keep going and uh, luckily you know we focus more on the business model and the revenue and and being able to monetize <laughs> done in the right way where people have a good time and a good experience but the focus is not just getting to 500,000 active month, monthly active users and not making a single penny this is a business at the end of the day and luckily we found the business model earlier than lots of startups do um, we will be going into um, another round of funding soon and we've cracked our full revenue streams be it tickets be it in-app upgrades be it partnerships and revenues on the bar <laughs> so there's lots of there's lots of streams but I think it has been a, an absolute ride this thing um, and I it, what, I talk to my mum each day about it for a good probably half an hour just like what's going on because she's so involved she knows every aspect of what's happening and I like to keep her in the loop and as much as Matt's there with me and you know, we're a very close-knit team I think in this whole thing and it sounds a bit wimpy to say oh, you're a mummy's boy my mum is my like outlet of like what I just say of what's happening you know it's almost like it's, it's therapy but you know I love my job I wouldn't have it any other way I'm in a great place. We've not stopped. We're in a very fortunate position. I think the hardest part of lots of startups is 
breaking through the ceiling a little bit where people don't when people know about you it's when you're when you're not very well known and you do something and it's getting people on it whatever we do now if we introduce a new feature like the after part the events side of it people know um and now it's just making everything a lot better monetizing more um and scaling it we've got ourselves on the map and getting yourself on the map especially in such a saturated market like dating apps mm -hmm. is the hardest thing and we've managed to, by the skin of our teeth, yes, it's taken us three, three or four years, carve out a gap by time boxing an app and getting everyone to use it at the same time. And we've nabbed a bit of the market for a seventh of it of what it actually exists. But I love it. It's good fun. We'll we'll chat about it in two years. It would be fun. <laughs> Australia would be cool. I think we I think we've got a little bit of a way to yeah, Australia. It's, 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 <laughs> managing Sydney. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the love plan. That. We could turn this on in Sydney if we want to tomorrow, but because the offline is such a big part of it, it's the operational side of the offline of getting it to where we want it to be, where people have a good experience. So you that, need you know, mass you on need it mass, to do you, that. You know, we know how to launch in cities about building up a wait list and building the hype before and having like a, a getting people part of the Instagram community and knowing, oh my God, there's loads of people that are in, in this. What is this? They see it's live in London, New York, and their city will be, you know, on coming. But it's it's not just the case of dropping some ads and taking over a bar. It's more to it. And you need a shitload of people for something like this to work. The market we're after is 22 to 34 right now. Cosmopolitan cities, young professionals who are time poor. It kind of whistles down. People who are dating people, people who hate apps. That's why we're going after people who hate dating apps. You know, there's obviously a massive market of people that don't like dating apps. We'll go after them. Thank you very much. Got to keep going. As I said, don't run out of money. Stay on the treadmill and fucking keep grinding. Yeah. <laughs> Stay somewhat sane as well. Yeah. Right. I think we should end with some cool. quicker questions. Ready? Yeah. Okay, on. Jess, you've built the TikTok to 20,000 in just a few months. How do you make a viral TikTok? Million dollar question. Um, I think my first tip would always be in the first five seconds, you need a clickbait sort of text on it. I mean, not in every single TikTok, but for us, that's what's worked really well. Um, you've got, I mean, it's the same with anything with marketing. I always say you need to do something entirely different. You need to evoke emotion and you need to embed the story. People love stories and people love stories on TikTok. So telling a story throughout the TikTok, if it doesn't make sense at the end, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna work um, because you want people to watch it all the way through, right? So yeah. I think that would be my two top tips: clickbait, tell a story. Um, yeah, d doing something, it's got to be different. It's got to be different to catch the eye because TikTok is saturated. Love that. George, you are, I think, a bit of a LinkedIn pro, as we've already discussed. And I think you said about a million of your funding came through just LinkedIn posts that you've yeah, done. that's right. Biggest mistakes you think people are making? marketing themselves or their businesses on LinkedIn. Stop shouting out about how well you're doing. Shout about how shit you're doing. People <laughs> might actually warm to you a bit more. <laughs> Seriously. Like people don't people will never be honest that the fact they've had a bit of a bit of a dry month on things, you know? I think people should be more vulnerable. You're more vulnerable, you're more human. Um, you know, we, we have this front, I think Brits especially, where we don't we don't celebrate um, People are shouting about themselves, but congratulating other people is tough. I think in, look at the States, if you put up a picture of your new, your new car on Facebook, people would like it and congratulate you. Here in the UK, people hate it. And I think we should all be much more, um, uh, we should celebrate other people's achievements more, but coming from us and talking about other people, do you know what I mean? Rather than this whole, hey, look, I won this award, aren't I great? or like that kind of thing so yeah I think be more vulnerable me, be human and so I'll park that um, LinkedIn post about reaching 20,000 followers on TikTok <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> so we should make it a story but, yeah I think I, I've been posting a lot over the last you know three and a half four years just because I've been telling my story just like how you were saying about TikTok and telling a story mm. I'm, t I'm effectively blogging you know what i'm doing you know i made an outrageous claim a year ago saying i'd build a 50 million dollar company in 12 months have i done it who knows <laughs> the mystery who knows hey like have we something's only worth something how much someone's prepared to pay for it but you did another one saying you were going to raise investment and then you raised way more than that right yes. you did a similar so post the, the point is why this worked is because we hadn't done it yet. Yes. It yeah. worked because we said we're going to raise 1.25 million pounds in 10 days. We had 25 grand lined up from one angel investor saying, oh, I'll come in on the round. You know, 
there where we were posting, okay, guys, you know, if we're going to fill this. It was an absolute punt, but it paid off because we put our necks on the line. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it, we put our neck on the line so much that people were like, this is mad. You know, fair enough. If they do it, they do it. If they don't, we'll all forget about it next week and it doesn't matter. But we took a risk. And yeah, we ended up raising the 1.25 million from angels on LinkedIn. Um, who needs Crowdcube, even though they're great and we've used them before. Um, and and then the rest from the rest from VC. So we, we raised, yeah, 2.5 2. million in the end from that. But that was just all fueled by the one post of yeah. saying, let's do this. Yeah. And if we didn't hit it, yeah, why does it matter? Like, what's yeah. the risk in exactly. that? Exactly. Right? But like, we we set, we hadn't done it yet, and we wanted to get the people behind it if we were going to do it or not. It's boring that people people announce fundraising rounds all the time. Oh, hey, we've just closed on a million dollar round. Cool. Those of you also have. Yeah, it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's a massive achievement, and but it's more exciting if you haven't done it yet. <laughs> Jess, penultimate question tip for someone looking to get into the creative industry. As I said, I think you've got a job that a lot of people want you had so many applications for people to be interns within marketing at Thursday for people listening to this who are thinking gosh that's what I want to be doing um I guess it actually could go back to George and how why did why did you pick me in some respect like I think what I did over lockdown was I built a platform on Instagram I'd gone freelance I'd really backed myself on that I'd been creative and what I did on Instagram was really have a personal brand, something that you very much helped me with. And I, I did I, the whole storytelling back to that. Like we've always, we've always said how, how important that is. Right. Um, and I, I really enjoyed doing that on Instagram and that's something that George followed along with. And I don't know whether that's what, why I stood out. Cause I, mm. I, I still don't know what, mm. why was I the person that got the phone call that day? I count, count my, like count my blessings every day that it was me that got that phone call. Yeah. Um, but I would say like, you need something to, like, if you want something in the creative industry, you need to show that you're creative and you need to put the motion in place to prove that you almost need a portfolio and you can make your own. You literally yes. made yourself a portfolio exactly. instead of waiting for a job to give you that. Yeah, exactly. So I'd, I'd use a social media platform to create your own creative portfolio because yeah. that's what I did. And and I think the more unusual, the better. There's a Now with us being on the map, there's a lot of people that come through trying to get our attention and saying, you know, we met on Thursday with the all, you know, we should have called it Thursday. We've heard a lot of it. Mm. It's more doing something in a way that is so unusual that's going to be like, yeah, we like creativity, yeah. end of. Um and it's it's if if we could ask ourselves the question if we wanted to get a job Thursday what would we do? I saw another a not that you guys are an agency. I saw an agency doing it rise at seven mm. where the um, founder Carrie had said to one of her team members, "I don't think you could get a job here now. Like if you you know it's so competitive now, yes. I don't know that you would." And he did. He did a creative application and then managed to get on a Zoom call with her. And it's a whole YouTube video yeah. that I'll link in the show notes. It's really interesting. But yeah, the bar's been raised, right? I've, I've been to your office. People are sending well, yeah, you people, things. Yeah, people send us stuff in the post all the time. We have people standing outside our office dressed in a cardboard sign that they've created themselves. And like, so, they still haven't cut cult, through the noise. It? It's a weird like, cult. Sorry. <laughs> you do have to cut through the noise. And I think for me, I will view stuff on socials. So I'm very much, if you tag on like Instagram or TikTok or whatever, that's what what the interns did to cut through the noise was actually through TikTok. And we had Faye, amazing example, who she, she walked around the streets of London with, I'm applying for a marketing internship and all I got is this lousy t-shirt written on the front. And on the back, it said, see you next Thursday with the C-U-N. And I was like, that is brilliant. And she was just going around the streets of London shouting about Thursday. Yeah. She she cut through the noise instantly. Mm -hmm. um, and so did Priyanka with her entry, which was like less, uh, less like her going out there, but her creating a playlist mm -hmm. of why she wanted a job at Thursday on Spotify, which again, it's just, it's, in, it's entirely different. You have to, you have to do something different. Um, and I think, yeah, that they created essentially their own portfolio by doing that. We didn't want CVs. No. We didn't want you to, when you're doing something in marketing or something creative, we need to be proven that you can do that. Yeah. Get out on the streets and do it. Do something we can't do. And there's not much. I'm kidding. <laughs> George, final question for you. For, how do I want to ask this? Past you that came on this podcast three years ago, mm -hmm. 
what encouragement or advice would you give him? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who are in that place, right? In the early days when you're not seeing results yet, when you're learning the lessons in a really tricky way, you know, you don't feel that you're kind of yet reaching perhaps where you guys are now. Simplify everything. Um, I think it, it would have been simplify it in a way where, and accept defeat sometimes where you don't stop, but just slightly change direction. You know, we had the biggest pivot ever where we changed Honeypot's Thursday and it was the best thing we've ever done and we've not looked back. If something's not going in the way, and you'll know quite quickly, if something's not going in the way you want, don't be afraid to change direction. Um, but, you, you know, even if you're, you're you're on the treadmill, it doesn't matter if you slightly move that treadmill that way because you're still going up. Um, and I think, for me, it was a failure and stopping wasn't even an option. I just had to take a different path. But I didn't really know that at the time until it suddenly clicked, you know, probably about four o'clock in the morning one time being like, and four o'clock in the morning being like, how are we going to save this? It was out of desperation because yeah. it was at a point where it was on its knees. But I, I work better under pressure. And if it's like, shit, well, this is going to fold next month, it somehow came to me. Um, yeah, I think just, just don't stop. Keep going and have fun with it. And I hate the whole thing of like, find your passion and, and do what you really want to do. But life is short, enjoy every minute of it. Yeah. Um, and don't follow, focus on the vision, the money will follow. Don't start something being like, I'm gonna do this to make money. Mm-hmm. So if you start something you want to do, that interests you, build it in some way where you get people behind it and following your story of what you're doing, very much starting the early days of us vlogging it and you know putting us in front of it and then it evolved into a brand um and yeah but again i it's still early days for us we're nine we're nine months since launching thursday so it's like i've i had a bit of a false start yeah. <laughs> but i'm back on the horse <laughs> he's here now he's here and yeah. you've got people around you exactly help make it happen. yeah absolutely see. brilliant it's a beautiful way to end chase cool. vision yeah money absolutely another thing to put on a t-shirt thanks guys <laughs> good. Done. that was great yeah. that was really that was good so did you enjoy yourself that was good yeah. i think that was better than the previous one we did that was good i think it I might have so. been yeah. a little bit better <laughs> that was good so there we have it that's my conversation with george and jess and what's left to say to you as the listener is what do you think as the title of this podcast suggests these episodes are only the start of the conversation so i would love for you to come and continue it with me over on instagram or over on linkedin you can find me by searching alice benham and i would love to hear what you thought about the topics we discussed and also what you thought about their marketing as a whole how did you leave this episode feeling what did you leave this episode thinking i know personally i left this conversation feeling really inspired. Inspired to approach my marketing with more creativity, uh, inspired to have a little bit less fear of getting it wrong, and also inspired to have more of a curious mindset where I'm seeing what I notice and adapting my approach based off of that. But what about you? Come and connect with me and we can continue the conversation there. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you could number one, subscribe so that you don't miss future conversations and solo episodes. Number two, leave a review, not really because I care about them helping other people see the podcast, but because they just make me and my team really happy because a lot of work goes into this podcast so it means a lot to know who is on the other side and number three the most helpful thing you can do is share this podcast with someone else the biggest thing that grows this podcast is you the brilliant listeners and I'm so incredibly grateful for you because I would not be here four years in and running the podcast the way that I do without you guys tuning in and supporting so however you choose to support even if it's just tuning in every Tuesday please know it is so appreciated I'll be back in your ears next Tuesday so like I said make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. But until then, I hope you have the best day, the best week. Remember, you got this. I'm cheering you on from a distance and I'll chat to you soon. I was going to say talk to you later. Anyone remember when it was like TTYL? Maybe we'll end with that. TTYL people. TTYL people.